0: I love living the hunt life, along with my kids and my lovely wife, taking in the land that the good Lord made and doing the things that make this country great. Do my part to keep the things in line, respecting the land that's yours and mine. No doubt about it, this is right here's a good life. It's living the hunt life. Welcome to the on-air home for the Brotherhood of Hunters. Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, brought to you by Hunt Life, take aim. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Loggeman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Loggeman. We have a full house here today, Kevin Favor across the table. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Logs. Morning, Kirk. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm kind of going through a, a slight bout of depression
2: yeah yeah i bet you are yeah, thanks. your little trip to uh, nebraska <laughs> it was nice yeah you know turkey Welcome season
1: is, is wrapped up you know pretty much what is for me sure well, I <laughs> and uh it yeah. was it's always a great way to kind of kind of send it out in a bang is to go to nebraska they just have so many birds right uh you know and this year was was a lot of fun had, a, had so I, have, I have some stories that uh i mean just incredible because you know in nebraska you can just see so much
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know in the southeast you got you know, dense woods, uh, in the, uh, Midwest, you've got, uh, probably the ability to see a little bit more because you've got fragmented farm ground more right. so than you do in the Southeast. Sure. But then right. you get in Nebraska and you get in the canyons and you, and you, you can see. Mm. I mean, I'm talking, you can see. Yeah. Like you need a, like, good, like good, good, you need
3: binoculars. Yeah. Good pair of optics. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And that, that's probably my, my greatest tool for turkey hunting in Nebraska when you hunt the canyons. Mm-hmm. Right. Or when you hunt river bottoms because, I mean, you have, for example, when I was there, we hunted uh, two places. We hunted, uh, one One stop was with Jason Endy at Feather Outdoors, who we have had on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Had a great story about his big buck this past year. And he has two areas of turkey ground. One of them river bottom, and it's about seven or eight miles of river bottom. And so it's fairly flat, but because it's seven or eight miles of, of flat, open farm ground along the river bottom, you can see a long way mm. but when you get into the canyons of Nebraska right. you can get on a high point and you can see forever wow. i'm talking yeah. i'm talking forever <laughs> in, in fact there was at one point <laughs>
2: forever, forever.
1: <laughs> I, I was i was on top of this canyon that is uh uh i guess you know interstate 80 pretty much runs the length of Nebraska east west right and uh, to the south and the north of that North Platte River, which pretty much parallels Interstate 80 almost the, the entire middle part of the state. When you look to the south and you look to the north, I mean, literally, it goes up into the canyons whether you go north or you go south. Mm. And that's the cool thing about driving in Nebraska is when you take Interstate 80 so you're paralleling that river, and you're seeing
3: turkeys up, everywhere. Yeah, every, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm talking ha, turkeys ha, everywhere. Have you Have you ever been? I've never been been you, out there. You have never been out there because you know, I, I know that I've never been to Nebraska, but you know Kansas is just like what Jeff's talking about. The first time that you drive out there, you see <laughs> forever, and I'm, I'm like, you know, your first impression is is that oh wait a minute, you know, first off, where do the turkeys live and where do the deer live? Right, you know, and, so and, wide and open. it's unbelievable how much game those those states have. There, is, there, That's,
1: there is turkeys, deer, ducks. Pheasant, quail.
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: Nebraska is a game-rich state. Yeah. Uh, particularly when you get along along those river bottoms because, you know, you got the water, you got mm-hmm. the ag, mm-hmm. and then you have the cover. Right. You know, so you've got a little bit of everything for all these animals to be at. And along the North Platte River uh, and the South Platte River, you've got, you know, duck paradise. Yeah. Right. And you've got a huge amount of whitetails along that river bottom did you see a lot of deer oh, gosh. oh god
3: oh yeah okay i was just curious oh
2: gosh <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny you get out west uh, you yeah. know like texas uh you get out in the dakotas nebraska uh, kansas it's just amazing how uh many white-tailed deer are out there and then you, of course i just wonder at times i know we have a lot of deer here and we have a pretty good population if our areas were so much more wide open how much more we'd be able to see? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. There, there's, okay. there's 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 no
3: question. I mean, you know, half the time we don't need a scope. No, <laughs> you no, know, you, I mean, yeah, because you yeah, see that they're yeah, on top you see, of you. Yeah, they're on they're on top of you. But yeah, you're, you're right. That's you know because you 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 like Jeff said when you get those river bottoms, which is the one place that they that they have a little bit of cover, mm-hmm. it, but you can still see forever. Um, you know, and, and to sit and to see you know fifty sixty deer, and and one sit. Is, it's incredible. It is incredible. When we, you know, when we when, again, when we come back to to our place in Georgia, to reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come to, back to reality. To reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Wake up. And, and sometimes you sit a week to see, you know, three or four deer. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I mean, and and to really to 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 me,
2: when we went out to the Dakotas at one time, I was amazed at how the deer they all use the same trails. Oh yeah. And when you walk up, the, the, you know, it's like Doctor uh Doctor Tad goes, oh, you'll know where they're walking, and I go, what? And he took me in the stand in the dark, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going. And the sun comes up, and I go, "Oh my God, <laughs> looks yeah. like a cattle trail." a yeah. cattle trail. I mean, yeah. here's a here's a path that's 18 inches deep, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like four inches wide. And You're going, well, you know what walks through there, yeah. you know,
3: in line, and it looks just like a cow trail. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you and it you does. look
2: and like you said, you look out as far as you can see, and you're, you're looking with your optics, and you go, "I can see that trail till it disappears," <laughs> and you're going, "Wow."
1: Yeah, and the neat thing is that you know, you've got you know different types of agriculture. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, corn is king in Nebraska. Right. And, and literally, you can walk through the cornfields, even now, along mm-hmm. the river bottoms, and you still see corn on the ground. Well, mm-hmm.
2: they call it what? The, wow. Corn Husker State?
1: Is, that, you, is yeah. that right? I mean, well, I mean, heck, Kirk, you go to any bar, restaurant, business, it's like some corn, and they have a Nebraska <laughs> Big N, yeah. you know, Corn Husker, you yeah. know, they're, right. they're all fans of the Huskers. Sure. Right. And so, uh, it is the Corn Husker State.
2: They eat a lot of popcorn.
1: <laughs> and... And so the, the, I mean, there's so much corn there. I mean, literally, uh, even now when right. they've already started to replant, the wildlife hasn't eaten all the corn and the turkeys still go to the cornfields. But the other thing that they grow out there, which is just an absolute boon to wildlife is alfalfa.
3: Alfalfa. Right. Mm. Holy
1: cow.
2: Yeah. Now, what does that, what does that look like? Wheat?
1: Is it? That- no, no, no. It's a, it's a legume type plant. So it looks more like a, more like a, uh, clover type. Right you know so it's not it gets yeah. fairly tall and that you know when a turkey puts his head down to feed in that alfalfa in the in the you know in May right he can disappear mm-hmm. wow you know so it can get pretty high uh but man it's, everything loves the alfalfa and where we were at on the river bottom uh when we used to hunt it 7 8 years ago this one particular farmer Dale used to have a ton of alfalfa in between the pivots Hmm. And now he's just, I mean, the corn prices have been so good, you, you're seeing all those places being replaced by corn. right? And so you're not seeing the deer that used to. I mean, at, at one point, I mean, there was some areas that we used to have that were alfalfa and they'd be little four or five, 10 acre patches of alfalfa and, and you'd little hunt there 10 <laughs> you in, the, in the evening and you'd have 40 deer wow. on this 10, 15 acre patch of, of alfalfa Wow, amongst 20 turkeys yeah. i mean it was that that crazy and uh the other neat thing about the alfalfa is is that they grow it along the river bottoms but also up in the canyons and i'm talking with jason's uh, lease that he mm-hmm. has burn feather uh they have a creek up there in the canyons and once you get up into most canyons you you don't see the white tail right, right. Well, if there's water there's white tails
2: mm-hmm. hmm.
1: and so up in the canyons if you have a pretty good sized creek and in fact this one area we were at had a creek that you know i'd say it was about 10 to 10 to 12 feet wide do you get back in there here you go there's more white tails right. but then you would see a white tail and then you get back up on top you know you'd see mule deer yeah hmm. so you see mule deer and white tail at the same time up in the canyons which is pretty neat yeah. now,
2: now when you're looking at a canyon of course you know like we'll go to up up georgia here and and to us I guess a draw would be very similar to a canyon because you're, you got a change in elevation. How, what are you talking about as elevation? Elevation I
1: mean, change in a yeah, canyon?
2: Yeah. Yeah. From the, from the top of where you're standing on the plateaus to the bottom of the canyons.
1: Uh, you could have, uh, a hundred
3: feet. Okay. Or more. And, and how steep were most of them?
1: Uh, s- some of them have fingers that you you're, are gentle and then some of them you wouldn't even think about trying to climb. Down. Oh,
2: really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, what's the ground like? Is it real rocky or has it got a? No. No, there's
1: very few rocks that I saw. Anyway, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some, but but uh, it's not real rocky.
2: Is it clay or loamy or
1: sandy? it, yeah. it, look, Sa- it looks more sandy. Sandy. You know, because for example, I mean, in Nebraska, you also have the famous sand hills.
2: Sand hills, right? Yeah. You know, and
1: you've got sagebrush flats that seem to go forever, and in in you know, so you, it's more sandy than it is clay.
2: So it's, it's kind of like the Wild West. It looks like the Wild but, West. But
1: but when it gets yeah. wet and you're on dirt roads in Nebraska. Eesh. it acts
3: like clay it like what we absolutely like Clay. yep huh that's that is that that is the weird thing about you know again the, comparing Kansas yep. that and you can get stuck on a dirt road i mm. mean as in just the road it's so soft it's, it's weird and mm. and they talk about that um especially in, in the Sandhills, hills the mm-hmm. one thing that they're always afraid of is fires because all of the 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 growth that's there is the only thing that holds that land together. Soil land, yeah. Okay. You know, and, wow. and, and they talk about it. They ever, if if it burns, it would just become flat. Yeah,
1: and and boy, the the cedar bushes that are out there in Nebraska pretty much grow anywhere where that that elevation change happens. Hmm. You know, is that your turkey hunting tree? I mean, that's man, that's your hide. Yeah. In Nebraska, <laughs> and it, you know, it's it's you know, cedars are in the canyons, are also along the river bottoms, and I mean those. Those make the best turkey hides in the world, and so when you go to Nebraska, you always carry like a little saw and a pair of clippers
2: mm-hmm.
1: because, I mean, anywhere that you pretty much want to hunt turkeys at in Nebraska, you can find a cedar bush that's close enough by to or you can cut out a little hole. So you can got to make a blind. And back into that thing, or to cut branches off and really build you up, I mean, a primo hide. Right. Huh. You know, so, I mean, that that is, I will never forget a pair of clippers out there in nebraska because that that is very cool in fact i had i think it was the first the first day with turkey hunting on the river bottom i I was working hard to to get on a turkey the first day and in the afternoon you know when things kind of slow down right i went back into an area that i had one goblin behind me and i couldn't get him to come in and i just went back into an area that i kind of had i've known for years Mm -hmm. and they like to be back there in the middle of the day it's got you know, cottonwoods and cedars, and when it gets a little warm, they like to go back in the woods and even stay in that shadier area. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, three jakes come in at, I don't know, 15, 20 feet, and I was tucked back into a cedar bush. They never knew I was in the world. That's cool. And then a half an hour later, hit a call and had three more jakes coming in, or at least what I thought was three jakes come in. And after the third time of playing with them, calling them back, I realized that one of them was not a jake. And he was a full blown gobbler. And he's gonna get chili. And chilly I figured walk. it out the third time I called him back. He was eight feet off of my feet. Oh. And I could see his spurs. <laughs> and so that first day it was interesting because seeing that gobbler that had a beard that was, you know, that long, you know, a couple
2: inches. Mm-hmm. Two inches. You know, and indicate that he showed two inches. Two right. Two inches.
1: Yeah. And uh, that kind of set the tone for the week, and right. that. We were seeing turkeys that had either short beards mm-hmm. or no beards. And we were thinking that they're jakes.
2: And they're full-blown. Full-blown
1: gobblers. gobblers. Well, come to find out, they had some pretty bad ice storms in Nebraska this late spring, early spring, whatever you want to call it. Right, And so a lot of the gobblers had either lost their beards because of the ice or had them broken off because of the ice.
2: Wow. Isn't that crazy? You don't ever think about that when uh-uh. you're down here in the southeast, you know, where we are. Yeah.
1: That's I incredible. think I saw a total of four turkeys that either had well, one of them had the short beard, mm-hmm. and saw three that had no beards. So did you whack
3: any of them? No, no. Be, okay, no. The, the the one that came Cause you were afraid that like, eight feet from my feet, Kevin and Kirk would be like, oh, like "Dude, we don't shoot yeah, Jake. don't shoot a Jake. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. yeah, don't want to Feel shoot Jake. A Jake. <laughs> right, that's just a fat Jake. But you know,
2: you're
1: just not ready. Right." You know. You know, I mean, yeah. you're seeing these turkeys from far away, and so when you see them, from, so I say far away, you know, it could be 100 yards, it could be 150 yards, it could be 300 yards. Right. You know, and, and you see these turkeys from far away, and you see no beard, or you see a short beard, and unless he's strutting, how do you know for sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. so, and we were kind of there at the time when we didn't see a lot of gobblers grouped up. You know, it was interesting, because Tom Lucas, you know, our friend, was uh-huh. out there the week before me, and he was seeing five and six gobblers together right, in a group. And then when we got there, we didn't see that. Yeah, you know, You'd see two, but then you'd have one strutter and the other one, you know, the subordinate yep. bird. Right. And so uh, it was interesting in that it was tough hunting in Nebraska. Yeah, We filled our tags,
2: but it was tough. There was five of you, right? Five, five of us. So you all killed 15 birds? Yeah. That's and awesome, man. Oh, yeah. But, but we had to work hunt. for it now. Yeah. I mean, right. we, we, we had to work for these turkeys
1: because... The definition of hand up mm-hmm. in Nebraska and the definition of hand up in the southeast Night are day. two totally different things. One one hand up in Nebraska is a flock of turkeys? Well, no, I mean, it could be flock, but I'm just saying is that as far as your success.
2: Right. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Because in Nebraska, you can still see.
2: Yeah, right. If,
1: yeah, if, if he wants
3: to be stubborn, at least you can see him. You can see him, right. and you kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to tell us some hunts. Yeah, when I we got come some, back.
1: some great stories when okay. we come back here with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Loggeman, Ken Faber, and Kirk Walsh.
3: As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun. You have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience.
4: America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they break up hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up Infinity for Monsio, it's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them.
5: To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org.
0: And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Hey,
1: we really want to hear from you, and there's no better way than on Facebook. Visit the Hunt Life page on Facebook, like us, and say hello. Ask us a question, share a great picture or story about your turkey season, or you can Chime in on everything that everybody else has posted. Come live the hunt life with us online. Come visit us on Facebook. And we're back with uh, the full studio, Kevin, Jeff, and Kurt, and talking about my trip to Nebraska and uh, some of the interesting stories that we had while I was there the first day, seeing that first turkey with a very short beard. And mm-hmm. I, I kept looking at him, and I was seeing that head. You know, you see all the carnuncles, which are yeah. all those kind of yeah. bulbous things uh, in the red part of the head where it meets the feathers. I kept looking at it going, that, that's got to be a gobbler. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, you're tucked in a cedar bush, and I never saw him strut. And then, like I said, until I got him, you know, eight feet from my feet, you know, I, so, I saw spurs. Then I was like, oh, jeez. And then by that time, you know, I got that little opening that I'm right. shooting through. So he right. wasn't
3: gobbling? Oh, he gobbled
1: his oh, brains okay. up. But you know, the, here's the thing about those turkeys in Nebraska, and and when you look at the at the map of turkeys in Nebraska, they have, you know, the distribution of different species, subspecies species mm-hmm. of turkeys. Nebraska has what they consider hybrids, uh, and hybrids are a mix between Rio's in and Merriam's. And Merriam's, right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for whatever reason, these turkeys out there, Jake's gobble, uh, and they sound like gobblers. Really? Right. To me, they do anyway. And I know I'm not, you know, I don't have the best hearing in the world, but most of the other guys that I know out there say the same thing. Right. And you see Jake strut out there. You know, unlike we see in the southeast or other places, you know, jakes just a lot of times don't gobble, they don't strut. Mm -hmm. Out there, they gobble, and they strut. So you're always wanting to make sure. Uh, uh, Buzz, who was part of our group, he saw three with no beards one morning. (laughs) Wow. Uh, And then a couple other times I saw uh, turkeys that uh, had no beards or short beard later in the hunt. But Mm. one of the the coolest hunts that I had the, the first day, you know, I had that one at eight feet and he didn't have a beard or short beard. And then the second day I went to the canyons, uh, north of Maxwell, Nebraska, you go up this road called Cotton Canyon Road or something. <laughs> okay. And so it's me and, and Howard, another guy in our party. Right. And me and Howard are hunting together. And, uh, what's the weather? Well, when we got into Denver, yeah. it was sleep. Wow, a little bit of sleep. Really, and by the end of the trip, I mean it was 80 degrees high in the day. You were just taking off layers, and it wasn't even the end of the trip. It was within a couple days you were you were taking layers off. I mean, the morning in the 30s, and daytime all of a sudden being 60s, 70s, and then towards the end of the trip
2: the 80s. That's nice. Well, day day two, Mm
1: -hmm. it's one of those days where it's warming up. Me and Howard are hunting together, and on my phone I've got this cool feature. It's Google Maps.
2: Yep, and I you got can, that too. That's you, a good one, isn't it? It's awesome. And yeah. You can yep.
1: turn on the GPS unit. And so in fact, one time I used it to get back to where we needed to be hunting a place that I wasn't real familiar with. Isn't that a hoot?
3: Awesome. It's unbelievable.
1: It I, is. I mean, you know, you're sitting there going, okay, where do I want to go for you know to get to this place, you know, it looks like it'd be a great place. You turn on your Google Maps on the phone. I mean, what, what <laughs> wide world of sports is this world coming yeah, to? I know man, it's
2: like Star Trek.
1: So, so day two, me and Howard are hunting together, and we come back to the truck, and uh, Dr. White uh-huh. and uh, uh, Walker Blanton, two local university professors, were out there at the same time.
3: Dr. White was out there?
1: Yes, he was. No, That's cool. Yep. That's cool. And killed a great turkey out there. So, we meet back up that second day up at the canyons, and, and uh, Walker Blanton professor is there, history professor, I believe. And so, I'm taking layers off. And, you know, take my phone off the belt, set it on the bumper, and, you know, take Uh-oh. the layers off to get ready. We take off to the next spot, oh, and no. me and Howard are set up,
2: and no belt. on the second spot, no phone. No phone. Uh, uh, can't find my phone. That's not a cheap
1: phone. I, man, I backtracked, you know, to uh, and from the truck three times to try to find this phone. Couldn't find it. Went back to where I took the layers off, didn't find it. I'm like, oh, no. Fortunately, there was a uh, Verizon store in North Platte. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. I'll be that yeah. go? Yeah. Which, you know, was a lifesaver and thank you to the to the store for for taking care of me. They had me in and out of there within an hour. Wow. And so the funny part of this story is, you know, the whole week goes on, I come back, you know.
2: It's sitting on a bumper.
1: No. I come back to where we are now in Florida. The phone rings on Monday night. Um, Misty walks back and she's got this phone. She goes, some guy in Nebraska said he's got your phone. Oh no. So I'm thinking it's Jason or one of the guys who works for him. Yeah. Answer Don't oh, tell me it's
3: John. No, it's not John from Brush, Colorado, <laughs> which anyway. is another story, yeah, which is another story. Yeah.
1: And then this guy, and I can't remember his name. I got it written down at the house and his address right. and everything. And he says, Hey, uh, this is, you know, John Doe. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, what can I do for you? He said, uh did you leave a phone in nebraska and i said yeah i lost my phone uh he, or he said did you lose a phone i said yeah i lost my phone he said where are you out of some in jacksonville florida he said how'd your phone get in nebraska
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, that's awful. I said,
1: well i was i was turkey hunting out there and and i can't remember what i did with it you know and he says he's says, yeah we were we we're uh I live on Cottonwood Canyon Road and we were fixing some fence for the cows and driving down the road and see a black object in the road. Oh it was my phone.
2: I'll be damned. so he on. had
1: picked it up it, He'd it, seen it on the road somewhere right. fixing fence huh. and uh said uh, uh I said Well how in the world did you get my number? You know, phone's got the little you know unlock thing and you've got a little fancy pattern to unlock it. Right. He said, well, when I found it, I tried to you know, turn it on and he said, and it said shut down low power. He said, so I took it into uh, work and found a charger that worked. And I said, well, how did you get through the security code? He said, well, I don't know. I just started pushing a bunch of buttons.
2: <laughs> Isn't that hilarious?
1: <laughs> and he said, uh, I saw this, uh, saw a home on there. And he said, that's the number I'm calling. I said, Man, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And I said, How bad a shape is it in? He said, Well, looks like it's been run over a few times, but it still works.
2: It's been run over a few times. That's classic. That's (laughs) awesome. So you can do a commercial for them. Maybe they give you some money for that. Yeah, so I said, uh I said, Man, I said,
1: if you could send it back to me, that'd be appreciated, you know, and he said, uh he said, Well, I'm going into town Wednesday. I imagine I can send it back to you then. You think I might be able to Get a finder's fee for a beer?
2: <laughs> no way. No way. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah you want he wanted yeah. I'll send you ten dollars. I for said, a man, six-pack. I said, I'll buy you twelve pack or a case, whatever you want. That'd be great. That'd be <laughs> great. I'd appreciate that.
2: I'll be <laughs> dang on. That,
1: that was great. One of the classic stories of Nebraska. Unbelievable. Ever, what looked, are the odds, man? I asked him, I said, How well how bad's the phone looking? He said, Well, it doesn't look that good, but it still powers on. And he said, One of the ports looks like it's got a bunch of Gravel in it and all that kind of stuff, he said. But, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, did it have a clip on it? I don't know. I didn't see a clip, you know, like the belt
2: clip. Yeah. Right.
1: So I mean it, it it could be cracked it could be not even functioning correctly. That's hilarious. But I just thought that was funny. Some guy calls that is funny. Found your phone in Nebraska. How'd your phone get in Nebraska? You live in Florida.
2: <laughs> Here's your sign.
3: <laughs> that's that's uh, good. You always have something
1: happen to you uh, up there, oh don't my you? Guys. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, year, hot, man, between running out of gas and Oh my
3: gosh, that's still the greatest tackling story. Tackling a turkey. Yeah, tackling the turkey.
2: Yeah, I'll be right there <laughs> with the gas can. What was that guy's <laughs> John. name? John. John, that's John, John,
1: what I
3: said. I John Colorado. didn't find
2: his phone.
1: Yeah, didn't it just that, did just it? A, a quick thing. I run out of gas. Right. You know, driving back to Denver to come home. Everybody's pretty much <laughs> asleep. Everybody is asleep in the truck. <laughs> so it's all me. And run out of gas. And when I run out of gas, I called. A, I, I looked on a map, not a phone map, but a map, and knew that there was a town of Brush, Colorado close by. And I called. I said, let me have a number of a gas station Brush, Colorado. And talked to this guy, and his name is John. And he said, "Yeah, I'm getting off work in a few minutes, and I'll bring you some gas, and call back 30 minutes later." And this lady answers phone. I says, "John left." She's like, "Yeah." I said, "Cool, he's on his way." So I hung up phone with her. Call back 15 minutes later, and talked to the lady again. And I said, "John was supposed to bring me some gas," and she goes, "Well, John's not the dependable sort." <laughs> nice. So. So anyway, I asked her if there was anybody there that could bring gas and had a guy bring me a gas can in a, like, 50-something Studebaker and then putting the gas in the truck and the nozzle breaks and spills gas all over me. So we take the gas can back to this gas station, <laughs> and, fill it and I'm again. in the bathroom getting naked to get this gas-soaked clothing off of me, and a guy walks in at the same time. <laughs> excuse and me. And the look on his face of Did some I? dude who's six foot six and 250 pounds at the time getting naked <laughs> oh, in the bathroom. Sir, am I
3: interrupting you? <laughs> he <laughs> had the look of fear on his face. <laughs> Do we have a problem? What's here? going on in here, buddy? What uh, in the wide, wide world of
2: sports is going on
3: here? <laughs> uh, excuse me. I guess
2: I got the wrong room. I uh, thought this was a bathroom, not a changing room. Uh, we we made our flight that day, but
3: that's uh, the story about
1: John in Brush, Colorado. And we mm.
3: tried to get John on the air. Yeah, we he, did. He, you know that would have been mm. just classic to, right. to talk to John. Well, that's you couldn't stuff, get
1: him right. on the air for sure because John's not the dependable. Star. Right, he's not yeah. the dependable. <laughs> yeah.
3: Chris could have done it. Oh lord! Oh, that's good stuff.
1: All right, a few more stories from uh, <laughs> from a fantastic hunt in Nebraska. The phone is just one of the ones to add to it. Absolutely. Hmm. And uh, That's good stuff. We'll be back right back here with Jeff, uh, Jeff Cabinett-Kirk and <laughs> the Hunt Life Outdoor Show.
3: As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself this morning will be different. The conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, The whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on the roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. Because at Hunt Life, they know it's all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy
4: we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today, we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequaled effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at MossyOak.com. Breakup infinity for Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better.
0: Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223.
5: I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage. Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world.
0: And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoors show and
1: we're going back to nebraska some some interesting <laughs> stories I, I, every year it seems that there's another story I mean, between the studebaker the gas cannon and i tried to tackle a wounded turkey one time didn't work The stories just seemed to get better and better but the first two days uh had opportunities first day on the short bearded gobbler and then uh, day two me and howard teamed up together and he got a very nice bird and that was when I lost the phone. Well, day three, I'm like, okay, I'm two days without a turkey in Nebraska. In the years past, I mean, I, I felt like I could have gotten a turkey a day. I mean, right. it's literally that good. Right, right. So third day, I'm talking to Jason Edney. I'm trying to figure out whether I want to hunt his ground on the river bottom or go to the canyons. And, and I said, Jason, where are you going to put me out in the canyons? He said, i got a place for you. And so okay. I told the rest of the guys, I'm going to the canyon. <laughs> so he gives me the instructions, like you know, park I, the car, you walk down this road, you get to this old white farmhouse, you know, coming mm-hmm. from the top of the canyons down, and when you see the point of cedars, <laughs> uh, you want to set up. They're pretty close by. Right? You're, okay. And
2: this is in the dark, right? Dark. In the dark. <clears throat> Never okay. been there. Okay.
1: Park the truck where I think it needs to be. Unfortunately, I was right on the money. I mean, if I'd pulled 50 yards farther, turkeys probably could have seen the truck, Now I don't know what it would have done. Right. So I'm walking down this road at dark, you know, and I'm out talking dark. And I see uh, where I get to the bottom, I see the White House, and there's a pointed cedar just past it. So I keep walking down the road and run into a barbed wire strand oh. coming across the road oh, in the Oh, just walked yeah. right into it. Walked right into it. Oh, that's hateful. Uh, and brutal. I said, Ah, how do you get around this? And I said, When I'm looking, and there's a cottonwood tree 15 yards to my left, uh huh, big mm. one. There's a cottonwood tree back behind me 50 yards, and I said. They could be right here in these two trees right here. Yeah. I need to just back up and get in this cedars over here. hmm And I back up and get into that cedar, you know, make a couple quick clips and I said, Man, it could be right here and it's dark. And so I, I and I'm uncomfortable. The cedars are always kinda on a hill yeah. for the most part oh, these yeah. these canyons, you know. And so yeah. I didn't even have time to dig out like a flat spot to sit on.
2: Yeah, I give you a bad back.
1: And so I'm sitting there <clears throat> and it's dark. <laughs> A few minutes in the dark, I hear,
2: whoop, whoop. No way already?
1: I'm hearing drumming.
2: On but the ground?
1: I don't know where it's at. You know, my ears ain't the best right. in the world. you know? right, right. I swear that's drumming. And I'm flashing my eyes up in the tree. still dark. I can't see any silhouettes. Look at the other one, can't see any silhouettes. I said, all right. Now, I hear a gobble off in the distance. I'm like, well, this should get started here in a minute. Well, now, all of a sudden, the sky starts to get a little light to it, and I see silhouettes.
2: Oh, no. And a lot of silhouettes. Oh, no. There's
1: turkeys in the tree 20 yards in front of me, <laughs> and there's a lot of turkeys in the tree 40
2: yards away, oh, maybe 50 n- yards oh, away. Oh, no. Yep. So you, you you got your cover, though. You're in the, I'm in the cedar bush. Right. You're in the thick of them.
1: I'm in the cedar bush. So I'm just, you know, but sometimes you wonder, did you spook them? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So now I can see now now I see one of them strutting in on the branch. Nice, never and seen it like, before. And I'm like, man, this is I've never been this close.
2: Right, strutting
1: on the branch oh, in the yeah. tree and drumming. I yeah. didn't know they did that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, and so now <clears throat> I'm going, oh, you can't move. So I, I well, all I do is real slow. I mean, it took me five minutes to reach into my pocket, grab my diaphragm, call, and stick it in my mouth. Right. And now, so I ain't calling. Until they're on the ground, because I'll just spook them. Right. Yeah. Well, now you can hear turkeys gobbling everywhere else. <clears throat> and in my pocket is my new phone, <clears throat> uh-huh. which I forgot to turn the ringer off. No way. Oh, yep. No. I get a text from Boo in Missouri. Uh uh-uh. uh. And the old and I had my ringer turned up to like nine out of ten, uh-huh. and it goes. Da-da-da-ding. And five gobblers in the tree, fifty yards like
2: no Gobble at it! Yeah, they shot gobble at my phone. That <laughs> is and I was so like, "Oh funny.
1: no!" I said, "Do I try to turn the phone ringer off, or do I just freeze?" And I said, "Just freeze."
2: Well, doesn't That's a text weird. message if it rings once and you don't do something about it, doesn't it do no. it again like three minutes? Single <laughs> notification yep. tone. Thank okay. goodness. Oh, okay. So now I'm really froze. <clears throat> turkeys start gobbling. You know the hands
1: start carrying on. There's some hens across this oh. little no, you know, way from me. And I'm froze. And I got, I mean, literally there's a lot of turkeys. And all of a sudden, the the hens fly down away, mm-hmm. going into this field that I can't see. And there's still a gobbler. Uh, Because, like, three or four of the gobblers flew out of that tree to where they were, which I can't see that direction. And about that time, I'm going, this is not going to work. I must have spooked them with the phone and walking in, getting this close. Mm. And about that time, all of a sudden, two of them came off the limb, and it was a hen and a gobbler. Mm. And the hen and the gobbler land ten feet in front of me. Oh. And the hen immediately goes to feeding, like she's starving. Right. And the gobbler... Hits the ground, it immediately goes into full strut. Oh, money! Ten feet.
2: Oh, you're 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 on point now.
1: <laughs> and I'm going. Oh my God!
2: That is oh, so cool. I've never
1: had this happen this <laughs> before in my life.
2: You must have been grinning from ear to ear going and the in. And only so
1: cool. oh, and I was and the only thing that you could hear is when that gobbler went to full strut. He's on that sandy clay packed road. Mm-hmm. All you can hear is.
2: Shaking those feathers.
1: No, it's him dragging his yeah. wing feathers on the road. Yeah. Really? Wow! That close. I mean, it was so loud, and I just sat there and waited and waited and waited for for him that, to get
2: far enough away get
1: far enough away to where I could do something.
2: Right. I was and, him. Yeah. And
1: I got him well, so, without ever calling. Whatever I me mean, making a call. that's <laughs> hey, hey,
3: skill, baby. That is, that's skill, Did yeah. you have your shooting sticks? Yeah, that was skill.
1: I, I, I did, but, I mean, where I was at, I didn't even. You didn't need them. I, yeah, I had them laying on the ground beside me. I just said, I'm not. And what I did is I had my gun leaning against my leg, and once I saw Silhouettes, I said, this is not a time for shooting sticks.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's time to just And so when,
1: when he got full strut with the fan block in his head, yeah. I didn't care about the hen.
2: You chili-whopped him when he came I, down. I
1: knew if the hen saw movement, she would putt. But he would still be so enthralled by her sexiness right. that it would take him a minute to figure it out, and it did. And that minute uh, was just a two, a few seconds too late. Good, oh. good
2: night. The so first turkey was a success. That's an awesome hunt.
1: Yeah, incredible hunt. Never had him that close like
3: that. that. Yeah, I can that hear him now long. going.
2: I can hear him now going. Well, there was one bird, guys. I uh, Only saw this one bird. I got it. But uh, if y'all don't mind, I might might want to go back there yeah, tomorrow. Yeah,
3: I, I, I might go in there again tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that was it.
1: You know, I mean, we were done with Jason. We were going to a friend of ours now in, outside of Gothenburg, Nebraska. So
3: uh,
1: it was good, you know. had a, had a great time with Jason Eddie at Fern Feathers. And uh, we all had lots of turkeys experiences. And, and when we get to Gothenburg, two, uh, three other ex- experiences, not with turkeys, that I've never had before in my life. Uh-oh. With other wildlife.
2: Three. Sounds like a Paul Hardy And one or uh, uh,
1: two of them scared the bejesus out of me
2: <laughs> sorry hey, we'll about get your keepers
1: come back here with the hunt life outdoor show
5: hold that thought connections that's what life is really all about i'm major harding president of hunt life at huntlife.com we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience with a free huntlife.com membership you'll be able to swap stories information and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the HuntLife Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the HuntLife shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more become a member it's fast easy and absolutely free and join the online fraternity of hunters connect with us at huntlife.com
4: you want to get really close to critters this fall then you'll have to try all new breakup infinity from mossy oak six layers of detail give it great depth of field 12 years of research give it unequalled effective design together they represent the most dramatic high-tech leap in the history of camo Check it out in stores or online at malsy Breakup infinity for Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better.
5: We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe. And the safest hunters afield are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at
1: familiesafield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield.
0: And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com
1: is getting better and better. You can already... Get the scoop on upcoming shows, listen to previous shows, and join the exploding Hunt Life community, complete with video blogs, photos, and more. And in the coming weeks, we're going to make your visit even better. It's the closest thing to living the Hunt Life without being in the woods. It's our website, HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com. And we're back in Nebraska.
3: We're going back well, we're, to Nebraska. We're in, we're in Gothenburg this time. All right, so the, these three experiences that you're talking about, just, Kirk and I have not heard these stories, so yeah. I, I'm kind of curious no. what, what happened. Well, the the.
1: Uh, the Second day in Gothenburg, there's a place that I kind of have figured out these turkeys. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's interesting that they they roost on a canal. I guess it's an irrigation canal. And they fly down into the ag fields, which is away from the canyons. And then after a few minutes down there, they walk back up top of this huge canyon hill. And then they fly back across the canal and then come over in, into this place where I have permission to hunt. So you kind of figured them out. And so here I am going to set up at day two. And for day one, I had four long beards uh, in range, but I didn't feel good about the shot. Right. And in the afternoon, I had a no bearded gobbler that uh, I literally in range, get the gun up on him, and forgot to turn on the red dot. Uh oh. That's one bad thing about having. A optic right. on a shotgun for turkeys you got to remember to turn them on more uh-huh. stuff, yeah, but day two because day one they spooked on on a strutting gobbler decoy
2: mm-hmm.
1: on a windy day folks don't use them <laughs> the wind hit that thing on day one and shook that thing uh-huh. and three of them on that was it yep, so day two I go back and I'm walking to the stand and what do I see a dark mass moving in the valley, and I don't know what it is. It's a porcupine. hmm You know those things can shoot their quills, right? <laughs> uh, Not good. Okay. Right. Not good. Thankfully, he went the other way.
2: A porcupine. That porcupine. must have been cool look to see, though.
1: And then I had two mule deer come out because I'm close to a pond. They actually come around the edge of this pond and go for a swim.
3: Uh, a swim?
1: A swim. And it's 40s. Okay? It's not like it's 80 R- degrees right. and they're getting hot. So they get just in, go for a swim.
2: Come in for a dip.
1: So that
3: was cool. uh-huh,
1: And I ended up getting one that day. A and bird. It, and it was it was awesome. <laughs> not hunt. a mule deer. Got a bird. Not a porcupine, <laughs> right. not a mule deer. I got a nice gobbler. Mm-hmm. So now I got two. Wow. And so the last day of the hunt, I used that fancy Google map on my phone to get to a place that I saw all these turkeys go to day two. All the other gobblers. Mm-hmm. So I get it. And I mean, I, I hit it right on the button. I mean, this Google map thing is cool. And I'm sitting there and I got turkeys up the canyon one way and I, and they're 300 yards away. And I said, there's a gobbler with them. Just be patient. And as I'm sitting there, there's a, a highway in the distance. And every time a truck or car goes by, you can hear the, a different sound that comes off aerodynamically. Well, I'm starting to hear this getting closer, getting real close. I look up, dude, and it is a swarm of bees that is 50, 60 uh-huh. yards in diameter and 350 yards long. And I, you know what I'm thinking?
2: I'm getting Run. out of here.
1: African killer bees. Yeah. I'm going to die.
2: Unbelievable, man. That's like, oh, and now for the real story. You made they it. went
1: right past. And I guess
2: I, when I got home, I read Nebraska
1: bees. They actually, you know, they get a new queen. They swarm. They swarm. And they go to find new ground. Wow. So cool stuff yeah, in the bees.
3: Bees, bees everywhere. Run.
1: All I'm thinking is, is, <laughs> I'm is do, do I have enough extra stuff to just cover up uh, and withstand great
0: story.
1: it? <laughs> Folks, we'll talk to everybody next week. See you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to huntlife.com. The Hot Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hot Life Productions. Copyright 2011.